Hey, my friend, welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. My name is Lori Seitz. I'm an entrepreneur, mentor, founder of Zen Rabbit, and your instigator in saying fuck being fine. This show is for those of you who are done living with the dumpster fire and are ready to find the tools and courage to transform, to step into more success and fulfillment in both your personal and business life. You're in the right place for stories of self-discovery, gratitude, and connection. And to help you strengthen that connection to your own inner guidance, you'll find each episode has an accompanying meditation. Now let's get into it. My guest today is someone who was raised with a strong sense of independence and a feeling of responsibility for taking care of others. Amy Flores Young, known as Floyo, learned early on that everything in life is figureoutable, so there's no need to get your panties in a bunch. We're talking about the trap of tying your personal identity to your work, the new sense of self-awareness sweeping the world right now, and viewing change as an opportunity for growth and learning. A full-time travel professional and retreat concierge, Amy is all about transformational destinations and reclaiming the joy in travel. She specializes in working with coaches and leaders to manage the endless logistics required to wow retreat participants from start to finish. She is a sought-after speaker in the world of travel planning and retreats business strategy. When she's not planning and traveling, she is petting every puppy she meets DJing kitchen dance parties and shopping for new hoodies. I know what I need to add to the collection of fine is a four letter word merch for her when it comes out. Hey, I launched the inaugural small group eight week fuck being fine program a couple of weeks ago, and it's going really well. Here's an email I got from one of the participants before the first week was even finished. I am finding when I focus on the day's tasks, I am not overwhelmed, and this brings confidence, peacefulness, and a sense of power over the day. Tired of biting your fingernails down to the quick every day while thinking about the argument you had last week with your partner and worrying about why your biggest prospect is ghosting you? If you're interested in radically increasing your profitability, energy, and happiness while staying calm and grounded no matter what, you can get into the next group. It starts in a few weeks. Find out more at zenrabbit.com or text me at 571-317-1463. Hello and welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. My guest today is Amy Floyo. Welcome to the show, Amy. Happy to be here, Lori. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, I'm I'm eager to get into this conversation. So let's jump right in with the first question of what were the beliefs and values that you were raised with that contributed to you <laughs> becoming the young adult that you did? Mm, um, I was totally brought up in the traditional 70s, 80s working family home, uh, latchkey kid, if you will. Um, We were home by ourselves for that hour after school. It was the playing outside till the streetlights came on, you know, Spaghetti Wednesdays, (laughs) very traditional uh, American, New England American home. Um, Definitely filled with love, laughter, all of those things, but also 
a fairly strict, I don't want to call it, like maybe work ethic and an independence, I guess, because of how we were brought up. But there was a lot of, yep, it happened, move on. Like const, like that constantly moving forward was yeah. definitely the vibe of the house. Yep. Where, did you have emotions? Because I, I ask that because a lot of people that I've talked to on the show were raised to not have emotions, like they didn't even know what emotions were. Right. Um, it was, we had emotions, but not fully represented. You know, there were, there were the days where you knew not to poke the bear, right? Like you uh-huh. knew something was going on and that's how it was. And then there were days where, you know, so the, you understood the vibe of the room at the time, for sure. We were able to express, you know, good days, bad days. Um, but the emotional expression, yeah, I would say it was very primary, very elementary, happy, sad, angry, you know, like that's it. Like very okay. preschool level emotion. We didn't get into the deep dive of things. Um, so as we talked about before, my father passed away when I was in high school. So at like 15, so fairly young, same thing, but like <laughs> not talking about the emotions. Obviously there was a grief and a sadness yeah. That was not um, denied or glossed over. But even though my brother was 18, I was 15, we were old enough to understand. We never had that sit down conversation of, okay, what does this mean now? How are you feeling about it? We all dealt with it on our own, mm-hmm. in our own way. There was, yeah, there was no um, emotion, as you say, shared oh. at that time. Besides, we were... We were all sad, of course, and all dealing with it on our own. But the the way we looked at it is we were all dealing with our own thing. And I feel that we didn't want to burden everybody else mm-hmm. with our thing. So we just, that was kind of how we were brought up. Like, it's your thing. You you handle your things. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. Individually, you can, yeah, figure it. Like you said earlier, figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. f- yeah, feel it, move on. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So obviously it happened. It was there. We all understood that. So we didn't have to talk about it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Was how, like, it was how it was processed. Do you wish it had been, like, in hindsight, do you wish it had been different? Like, how would you have wanted it to be? Like, if you went back to that child, that mm 15-year-old. Yeah. In hindsight, yes. I wish there was a little more um, discussion and openness Mm-hmm. around the ups and downs of it. And uh, I think it would have made a huge difference because I'm now almost 50 and still unprogramming the handle it yourself, right? Yeah. And taking care of everyone else, you know? Did you feel um, like you had to take care of everyone else after that happened? Yes, for sure. And I'm sure my brother, as the now oldest, you know, male figure in the family, all of those things... I'm sure putting words in his mouth, but I'm sure he had similar feelings too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in both of us trying to take care of everything and take care of each other. You know, if we had talked about that a little bit more and were more open about that, um, I'm sure it would have taken our relationships and our, you know, in a different direction. Yeah. So yeah. since you just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, <laughs> we'll see, we'll cut this part out. Um, yeah. What what's a word? Like you you mentioned but you didn't mention you 
indicated you inference i don't know the word i don't know alluded Um, to (laughs) alluded to there we go thank you since you just alluded to that that not processing or having wished it was different affecting you as you got older how did that play out in so many ways and again as i'm on the other side of my adulthood and doing more I don't want to call it like woo-woo, but, you know, self-reflection, deeper work, better understanding, all of those things that we do um, when we get to this point in our life. I'm looking back and seeing how my, what I thought was just who I was and Mm -hmm. who I am um, was actually such a programmed response based on my environment, right? That at a very young age, even before my father's passing, but through his illness and everything, you know, um, immediately became, even though I was the youngest, immediately became the doer, mm-hmm. the caretaker, the the fixer of things. Um, and not that I didn't, I never shy away from a confrontation, but we also don't stir them up. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, right. If you get dragged into it, you're not backing down, but you're not looking but, right. for so it. That very proactive approach to living. So okay. because that all came up, got like in middle school, like I said, I just always quote unquote who I've been. But now I realize, like you were saying, how that impacted who I became and why I am mm-hmm. that way or was that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I always fell into that caregiver, take responsibility, um, not only for myself, but for everyone else which is huge. Um, that moved into, like I said, I'm very self-aware of like what I, my therapy needs and all those things of like, I go and be like, okay, this is why this happened. And this is why I'm like this, blah, 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 blah. Um, like I get it. I get where the roots are. Um, but then I got married for our generation fairly early, um, at 24 and had children right away. My first child was born, um, had a birth mishap and is severely disabled. So looking at that now, I can now say I've spent, you know, more than half my life Mm -hmm. playing that, not that it's a role, but a a very non-traditional parent role. Again, a caretaker, taking Mm -hmm. on responsibilities for everybody else, um, pushing, fighting, not in that aggressive way, but right, like always. Right, like, but look, for yeah. her best interest. Right, looking, whether it was school or services or equipment or resources, whatever it was, you know, you're always hustling. There's definitely a, a, an energy around that. And that we didn't have, even with my son, I have two children. So even with my son who came after, it's a very non traditional parental relationship because I'm not just mom. Right. Like, right. It's you have to be an like, advocate. Yeah. And managing the house, a typical household is still kind of everyone, all the moms know, right. Managing your household is definitely a job and feels like you're running a business. But then you layer that with legit staff and budgets in and out of your house for care and nursing and um, insurance, ba- all of the things. Um, yeah. So now as my children are in their late teens, early twenties, we're just now getting to those relationship pieces in having those conversations. Um, which is why I was so drawn to you and your fuck being fine. When you said, you know, (laughs) how long did you, how long were things fine? And for me, things were fine for decades. Uh huh. And that's how I would look at it as, God, what am I, 
why is this not, why am I not content? Never mind happy, but why am I not content here? But I go, well, everything's fine. Right. Right. Because you didn't want to stop to look at it because you didn't even really have time to stop to look at it. You had stuff that needed to get done. I can't like be stuck in self-analysis here. I have things to do to keep everything, keep all the balls in the air. Yeah. And she's disabled. That's never going to change. So move forward. Right. Like that was back to your childhood training (laughs) there. Yeah, it is what it is. We figured it out. We move forward. And then I would look and go, you know, the bills are paid, the roof over our head, food on the table. Most of the time, nobody was in the hospital, right? <laughs> those types of things. And even when someone was in the hospital, because um, my son has a cardiac issue as well, so we're constantly in rotation. Um, but it was like, it's all fine. It's going to be, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Like that's, and now for these past few years, of, as I've been deconstructing that, um, you're right. It was not a crisis where many other people would probably consider a lot of that a crisis. Actually, right? Like, you, yeah, you had a different sorry. perspective. Uh huh. Perspective. But you're right. It gave me, and I think that's part of that. Where truly is innate who I am is that silver lining always an upside. That's a big piece of who I, how I look at things. And even when the big things happen, I have like, everything is figure outable, right? Yeah. Like to quote Marie Forleo. Yeah. Exactly. But you probably like every- coined that word before she did, I'm guessing. Pro- probably. Like there's a lot of things going, really? I could have written that down and <laughs> rolled that coattail my whole life. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. I was Marie Kondoing before we even knew she was alive. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> again, keeping things organized and set and, and in a medical home. Yeah, we don't have a lot of tchotchkes. We don't have a lot of things lying around. So um, That saves time for dusting. Exactly. Well, yeah, dusting and breaking things and moving right, things. Right, you don't need to. Exactly. I'm like, yeah, I don't have any of that stuff. But it is so funny, right, that looking back, seeing that by doing the wonderful job I did, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I say that kind of sarcastically, but, you know, but not like a lot right. of- Right, give I yourself people, credit for what you did right. accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know people in similar situations that have not been fortunate enough to live a life and survive them, you know, in, in intact, um, mentally, financially, relationship-wise. I totally understand that. So again, I would look at that and go, wow, we're really fortunate. So everything's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. This you know? is the thing. When you, you convince yourself- that it's not so bad because in comparison, right. isn't what, you know. what's that quote? Comparison is the killer of happiness, something like that. Yeah. Compare and despair. Exactly. Um, because, you know, my husband didn't leave me where I know a lot of my friends in my disability circle, you know, dad's gone. Um, things like that. You know, where yeah. my child, we had some rough patches where she was hospitalized for long periods of time. But again, comparatively, she's severely disabled, but very healthy. So I look in all of those things, but then I realized by taking, by being who I was, quote unquote, um, no one was taking care of me and truly understanding that how, like you're saying, how many of the emotions and those needs were not just walled off or blocked off, like not even there. Yeah, I'm still trying to dig and peel away to even acknowledge a feeling like I'm still working on a lot of that, that yes, right, I I needed or I need to be um, held 
supported, right? It's not always about give me the answer or help me figure. It's like sometimes you just need to be. Right. And and like you said, we were always so busy figuring shit out that I, for, you know, decades now, I've never just been. So when Which is the whole point of being human, right? We're human. You've heard this before. Human beings, not human doings. I'm like, yeah, I I got it. Okay. What do I do next? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Tell me what to do and I'll be great. I want my checklist. I want my checklist. I need my my things to accomplish. I need to, yeah, yeah. check them off. What was the thing? Was there a specific incident or something happened that made you stop and go, okay, wait, fine is not fine. And I need to allow myself the space, the time, the, the, like give myself this gift of, figuring out, uncovering, digging this stuff out now. Yeah, there, I don't want to say there wasn't a minute moment. It was um, a few years back now when my daughter was hospitalized. She was in the hospital for about nine months and she's nonverbal and full doesn't. So she, and she's a quad, so she doesn't use her hands. Like she can't feed herself, all of those things. So when she's hospitalized, even as a young adult, someone has to be there pretty much 24-7. So I pretty much lived at the hospital. My husband would come Friday night after work um, and swap out until Saturday night or Sunday morning. Like we had, like we literally had the swap bags of I'll take all this home, you come in, then I just bring everything back. You know, but we did that for about nine months. Um, wow. So after all of that, I had gained hmm, 40-ish pounds and lost my career and, you know, was transitioned home with her full time for care, all of those things. And that's when it was, well, who are you? Like, and now mm. what's next? Okay, we yeah. need to move forward. But to what? And that's when I noticed, like, wow, number one, how did we both have full time jobs and do like now that I wasn't doing all mm-hmm. the doing? Mm-hmm. Was like, how did I ever do that? Right. Because at that point, I was barely functioning on so many levels. And as we all know, especially here in the United States, how tied our identity is to our work. Oh, yeah. So losing a 20-year identity, right? Who was I? Who am I? Like, there was a, there were, that's when that, I want to say, journey kind of started. Okay. Was when I had the big... You know, it was a big hiccup. It was a big earthquake of yeah, nine Yeah, I months. would say, yeah, earthquake is a better term than hiccup. Yeah, I had to, you know, everything fell apart, good, bad, or indifferent, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, so it, I couldn't just keep getting up and doing it every day. So I, 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 and I look at it, it was, a, that was the opportunity to reevaluate, reassess, and do all the things. And that's when I realized, wow, I really wasn't quote unquote, living my best life. You know, like, <laughs> like, there is so much, there's got to be more than this. Like the song, mm-hmm. right? There's got to be more. This is not it. And now how am I, and for those listening can't hear, but my my Zoom background is find your joy. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Is. Like if it ain't joyful, we ain't doing it. And I have a coach and that's one of her taglines. And okay. that's truly how I look at everything. What was yeah. the first step that you took? Did you was the first step hire a coach? What was the first step when you went, okay, this can't be all there is. I need to figure this out. Right. You know, again, figure um, outable, but what is that first step to, that you needed to yeah, take? Yeah, for or me, that you did it take? was, and again, and I'm a, 
I'm a doer. So it was a lot of um, those wall-sized sticky post-it notes with, you know, do, and again, because I had a career as like an executive and a manager and a um, business strategist, I understood the pros and the cons and the questions to ask. And I was a mediator and a facilitator. So I went through all of those activities for myself, but you can't do them for yourself. And as I should, you know, we know this as coaches and as facilitators, you can't see your own blind spots. That's why they're called blind spots. (laughs) <laughs> so, yes, and you bring and yes. and you bring up a good point. Like every even coaches need coaches, like because right. you can't see you can't see your blind spots. You can't see, um, yeah, the forest yeah, through all the trees. Of those cliches are tr- are the trees are through the forest. For What's yeah, what exactly. You can't see the forest it's, yeah, through the trees. The I think. The trees yeah, because, okay. Yeah, but it's so it's so true. So when I decided, okay, I'm not applying for jobs, I was doing temp work and do, you know, just things to be flexible enough with scheduling and income and everything. When I decided I'm going into business for myself, you know, what am I, what am I going to do? How's that going to look? Blah, 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 blah. Because that doesn't take very much time. No, well, <laughs> it, it really, like, again, as I, that, and honestly, that was less than a year of like, yeah, this, I ain't doing this anymore. <laughs> screw this. Like, screw this. This ain't working. Um, and that, like I said, I kept reflecting back to, wow, how did, how was I as successful as I was? Well, um, and then were you beating yourself up for not being able to handle more now at this point? Cause you were like, well, yep. before this, mm-hmm. I was doing all this stuff and now how am I so incapacitated now? Right. And, and I did have, I worked with some for lack of a better way to classify it, more spiritual guides, if you will, more kind of mental health, spiritual side of things, um, saying like, yeah, this is decades of trauma, whether you call it big T, little T, you know, all those phrases. Doesn't matter. Decades catching up with you. And again, you need to just be, you need to let it pass. You need all of that work. So once I start, Still, obviously, that's an ongoing process. But once I had a handle on that and an understand, I guess an understanding is a better. Once I understood that, um, and I really focused in on, okay, now what? What am I going to do? We need, you know, yes, we still have a household to support, <laughs> and, uh, all of those things. And I decided to go in a, you know, after doing the pros and the cons and all of the, my own assessments determined I was going to go into this travel, the retreat business. This is my passion. This is what I want to do, you know, based on my zone of genius, all the things (laughs) I then hired a coach, which was no easy feat. You mean a business coach because you had the spiritual coaches first and then now you're ready for the business. Okay. I got you. Spiritual supports, if you will. Um, I didn't do a quote unquote program. I just connected with the right people. But finding a business coach, um, which you would think, because there are, it's amazing now. And I was going to say, even even just a few years ago, there weren't as many choices as there are now. There's some great programs out there. There's also some crap out there. <laughs> so I learned very quick, and I did. I did like everybody else did. You know, some things were great, some things were not so great. But I don't look at it as wasted money. I looked at it as a learned experience. Yeah. And, and to just to the point of everybody has to find what works for them because something that didn't work for you could be a program that would work for someone else. But that's why we have to go through these experiences to know you, you don't know if you don't. Exactly. And anyone who's in a transition and looking for some type of coach support, do not be afraid to ask coaches 
the hard questions. Um, don't be, oh, well, they have the training. They've been doing this. They've seen success. So I, like, kind of like a doctor. I don't know. I question my <laughs> being in the medical. <laughs> I, I, I go back all the time. Like, no, 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 we're not doing that. <laughs> so sometimes you most- don't even know the, enough to know what questions to ask though. And I'm yeah, sure with but- all the ex- years you've had in the medical, like working in it, like in the mm-hmm. beginning, you didn't necessarily know what questions to ask. Right. But I always say, well, again, like if you're going for a business coach, ask, you know, I, I, I now I ask for their numbers because there are mm-hmm. a lot of coaches mm-hmm. touting the, whatever you want to call it, five figure months and blah, 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 that aren't making their own five figure months. They're break. There's a big difference between revenue, income and profit. Yes. So ask a business coach who might have a million dollars in revenue. Sounds great. But they might have nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars in expenses and costs and right. everything else. So they're not very profitable in not making an income. Um, so that's what I, I, like I said, push back a little because coaching is an investment. And again, it's been very successful for me. Um, I have found my team and my right coaches and it has made all the difference. I can't, especially in a travel-based business with the pandemic and everything that happened, um, I've actually grown my business 75% wow. during a pandemic. In a travel, in, in travel. So yeah, it says a lot about having the right people around you, and don't be afraid to ask the hard questions, or ask for like again a sample, <laughs> a sample that's, with a call and all of those things. That's a really good point that you just made that you might not even be aware of of having the the right people around you. So whether you're talking about in a business sense, as far as business coaches, people on your team to help you run your business, you have the right people helping you in terms of medical care for your daughter, like in every aspect, having the right people around you is is a key component to success. Yeah. And again, and I think being, I keep going back to, I was fortunate enough to have all these horrible things happen because it did teach me a lot. And we didn't even get into like my career issues and, you know, my own medical, like all the things, everybody's got all the things, right? But we didn't even get into a lot of that. But I was fortunate enough to number one, because I think of my upbringing, have a perspective to look at it as an opportunity. I know a lot of people fear change, those types of things. And I never, I never understood that even from when I was really, really little. I always change is an opportunity, right? For growth, for change, for everything. I love change. Change it up. That's um, amazing that you have that, that yeah, like that perspective. That, I'm all, you know, we've been talking about moving and my husband doesn't want to move until he has another job. And I'm all like, sell everything, pack it up. Let's go. <laughs> I'm like, we'll figure it out again. We'll right. figure it out. Yeah. Good. Let's go. I'm very, that's very much who I am. There's no such thing as a crisis. And even in the worst situations, like I said, that's being human. That's part of the experience. It's all how you look at it. It truly is, you know, attitude over experience. That is unusual. You know that. Give yourself credit for that. <laughs> I know, but exactly. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, people, and that's one of the reasons I do what I do. And I'm really good at what I do. Instead Which is what? Because I, I know what you do, but people listening oh. <laughs> don't know what you do. I am a retreat concierge. So bringing together um, communities for coaches, leaders, practitioners, however you define yourself, I you do your zone of genius and share your magic. So those ripples all go out into, you know, raise the vibration of humanity. However you look at it, everybody has a gift to share. 
I give you all the pieces to make that happen and you just pack and go. I create the retreat, the space, the location, the budget, all of it. Um, And because there's no such thing as a crisis, you know, stuff happens, obviously, but we figure it out. We move forward. I hold that space for that transformation to happen. Yeah. I love that. I was talking to somebody earlier today and I told them, I said, yeah, Amy is when I start doing gratitude retreats, which I will, and it it will not be that long. Like it's probably less than a year. I'm like, Amy's going to manage them for me. (laughs) I don't want to have to do any of that part. That's not my area of genius. That's hers. So let's put that out there right now. Everybody listening, gratitude retreats, those are coming. Right. And it's going to be fun because that's, you bring that, you raise and make those transformations for those individuals. And then those, it's, you know, the commercial, then those individuals go out and they're living a better life. However you, you know, I don't want to put spiritual words out there, but they're living in a, a better energy and that ripples out. And we need thousands and millions of of you those leaders out there making those ripples because when those ripples all start to touch each other that's when the world if you will the society the paradigms things will truly shift and change right it has and, to reach and, that that uh, breaking point isn't the right word that's because that's like kind of a negative connotation but it, is, it, but is, it has but, to reach right, that, that that um the tipping point tipping point perfect yes yeah like of and i think Again, I don't minimize anything, not to minimize the pandemic, but there's also been some amazing things that have happened through the pandemic. Amazing things. Almost, uh, so so this podcast came from that, that time. And almost every single guest I've had on this podcast, this has come up about what has been created Mm -hmm. because of, maybe not because of, but during this pandemic time Mm -hmm. that may, that was very likely would not have been birthed. If not for the pandemic. So yes. Spiritually, religion, faith, whatever you believe and however, but I look at it as just a larger source. You know, I don't care how you look at it. If you go back in history and I just got back from Egypt, so we were going way back. You know, I go to Egypt fairly often with my retreats. Um, So I know some way BC history and how things have happened. There are these cycles on earth in human history of what I call these kind of big shakeups where the next human transformation kind of evolves. And I think that's what this part, you know, call me crazy or whatever, but I think, again, I don't know what it is. I'm not, but it's, I think there's something happening. There's something happening. People, like you're saying, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's got a new sense of self-awareness, um, that there's got to be more. The word, I have not heard the word joy. I hear the word joy now more in a day than I think I had heard in the past 30 years, right? Every, whether you're, again, and maybe that's just because I'm in that coach life space, but everybody, I've got profitable joy. I've got the joy business revolution. I've got <laughs> like, everything is about where's your joy? Yeah. What? There's more to this human experience than clocking in and out. Figure it out. Absolutely. I don't think you're crazy at all for this, the the cyclical, the conversation about the human, the cycles in human evolution and human experience on earth is complete. That's completely what's happening right now. And if you can step back and, and take that kind of perspective on it, everything looks very different than just taking it at face value. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I absolutely believe that's what's happening. 
and and it needs to. I mean, that's kind of you know, um, wildfires are a terrible thing. And at the same time, there's a reason they happen other than just, you know, some idiot yeah. like left their right. fire They're, burning. It, it, yeah. <laughs> and not, and again, you're right. It's horrible. People lose their homes. They lose their lives. Like I understand the tangible cost, but the flip side of that bigger picture is the earth's taking back. However, you know, it's a clearing because we've overreached. We yeah, it's a, it's a clearing and they actually have yeah. to happen for right. the next stage of life. Life to, yeah. To, to burst into, exactly. into so, what it is. Yeah. 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 Wow. So what again, a, an awesome conversation today. That's a big, like I said, that's, and I've gotten more into my, you know, human design and alchemy and all the, like it, because I, I'm just so fortunate to get to work with amazing thought leaders and coach leaders who do retreats that I get to sample all of their, um, I get modalities, all their methodologies. And while they're all fairly different when I, cause I get to look back in perspective, they're all at the same core. Yeah. Right? Well, it's, it's helping all- you figure out <laughs> who you are, what you're doing here. Yeah. Why we're on earth. It, yeah. Chakras, human design, energy, whatever you call it, they're all related. It's all the same. It's all the same book. Just different chapters. Right. Different book. different paths to the same center. Yep, exactly. So whatever resonates with you, I say dive into it and look into it and it gets you way beyond fine when yeah. you're able to take some of that bigger perspective. Um, yes. Like yes. I said, I've been so fortunate to find this path um, for what I get to support others in. Um, like I said, that does, it brings me so much joy and keeps me moving forward and has given, given me such a wonderful perspective about the human experience to hopefully for my next 30 or 40 years, <laughs> you know, right. live much better, much better than fine. Yes. That's what, that's what we're here for. What is the song you need to, that you need to listen to? That's, you know, you might not need to. What is the song that you do listen to when you need an extra boost of energy? Yeah, so for those who don't know, Lori asks us this question before we show up. And my answer was that is the hardest question. Music is in my soul. It is my language. So it I'm, is anything I'm the from, same. So I know yeah. that when I ask that it's question. It's I, anything it was, from, I love it. It's anything from Eminem. <laughs> Sometimes it's an Eminem, Beyonce. Yep. Pink, yeah. um, pink kind of day. Other times it is Disney tunes, uh, you know, like the Disney, the Disney inspiration song of the movie. I love okay. Go the Distance and some of those core, yeah. core Disney songs. Um, the Moana theme, How Far Will I Go is a good one, like that really gets me lately. Um, yeah. So again, it's the Disney, what I call the firework songs for Disney. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And, and again, honestly, with anything with pink or Eminem, I can't go wrong with. Have you seen pink in concert? Three times. Oh my gosh. Best concert ever. She's amazing. Uh, she's amazing. amazing. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. I've never seen Eminem live and I know now that he's aged up. Uh, I don't know if that will ever happen, but (laughs) yes, we will. We see pink anytime she comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Lastly, if someone wants to continue a conversation with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? I hope that I have made it very easy. My website is Floyo Travel because my last name is Flores Young. So it's F L O Y O. 
it's my last names together, flowyotravel.com. And on there, there's free resources for retreat planning. There's a book call link. There's a bunch of tips and tricks. It's all right there. Awesome. Well, I will have a link to that in the show notes. Thanks for joining me today on Fine is a Four-Letter Word, Amy. Thank you, Lori. This was so much fun. I love, you know, I love talking to you. (laughs) We could do this all day. Thank you so much. We'll end it here. (laughs) Take care. I always love talking with Amy because she has such a radiant energy. Here are five key takeaways from our conversation. Number one, everything is figureoutable. Amy coined this term long before Marie Forleo made it famous. No matter how complicated, confusing, stressful, or uncertain your situation is, there's always some course of action you can take to move you forward. It might not be the ideal solution, but take that first step and see what opens up from there. Number two, In American culture especially, we tie our identity of who we are to the work we do, so much so that when we no longer have that career or business, we suffer an identity crisis. This is a great time to hire a coach or a therapist or whomever you need to help you separate those two and see your way through the forest. Number three, speaking of hiring help when you're in a transition, Don't be afraid to ask the hard questions. Ask for their numbers. Ask for referrals. Make sure you're getting the right people around you because that's a key component for success. And realize that not everyone is for everyone. If you don't find the right person on the first try, keep looking. Number four, there's a new sense of self-awareness sweeping the world. People are talking much more about finding their joy. Of course, there will be tasks and times and situations you have to go through that are not joyful. Amy faced a lot of them. But if overall, your life is not joyful, it's time to reassess how you're living. Number five, look at change as an opportunity for learning and growth. Hold space there for transformation to happen. We are going through a global shift of values. The pandemic essentially burned the old ways to the ground to make way for the new. And now we have an opportunity for raising the vibration of the world. Thanks for being here and subscribing to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Please share this show with a friend or a colleague. If you're feeling especially generous, leave a review so other people like you can discover the show too. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and all the major podcast directories. You can join me on social too. On Instagram, it's zen underscore rabbit. You can find links to the other platforms at zenrabbit.com. Before you go, remember to take a moment to think about what you're grateful for today. Lastly, you can find this week's meditation queued up right after this episode. And if no one's told you this week, I'm proud of you. Take good care.